Welcome to Healing for Healers with Abby Wynn and Regina of the Land. And now a prayer. Father Sky, Grandmother Moon, please bless this healing space. I call on the four directions, the north, south, east and west, to hold us in the energy of love, compassion, beauty, healing, lightness and joy. I invite in the wisdom of the ancestors, angels, ascended masters and star beings to enrich our conversation, inspire us and use us as channels for light, love and healing. I call on Mother Earth, the star systems and all the planets to open the pathways so we may present to you the best, richest information. Have access to the highest vibration of healing energies. And offer what is most needed for those who need it right now. And so it is. And so it is. Okay, it's recording. It's recording. So, so we can still warm up because I don't have to use this, but maybe I will if it's funny. <laughs> Well, as we say, it's the Fae. And, um, Messing around with your mind. Ooh, geez, you want to not- talk about us? We're going to mess around with your mind. Nah. I'm, I'm in bits, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling um, deterioration on my muscles, even though I'm working them. I think I'm going to leave this in the recording, if that's all right with you, because it's interesting for people to know that the energies are really beating us up. Mm. Well, especially out in the land, yeah. So will we kick off anyway and start? Talking about the fairies. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, Regina, because when I said it to you today, let's talk about fairies. You said, well, my idea of fairies is different to everybody else's. So I'd love to to Uh open the show with you talking about your idea of fairies. And let's see where we go. Okay, well, yeah, but one for starters. <laughs> oh, it's one of the fascinations I have with people who uh, visit Ireland and sometimes people from Ireland themselves. They think when they hear of fairies, they think of Tinkerbell and Disneyland. Yeah. And that's not the fae and the fairies here. Or that is okay, how do I rephrase it? That is not my experience of them. And they can mess with you. They can take you to the edge. They can they can really play tricks on you. And they're not this nice, light, fluffy, sparkly Disneyland version. So what do you think they are? It's interesting you say that. Because as you're talking, I'm wondering... Where did the idea, the Tinkerbell, pretty, happy little fairy come from? Because my two girls, they're 12 and 14 now. They're on their summer holidays. And you know the way you get a bit bored in your summer holidays. So they're going (laughs) back looking at TV shows they used to watch when they were smaller. And there's this one that they're watching at the minute and they wanted to find the first episode. And it's all on YouTube called The Winx Club. And this is a club where all the girls are fairies. So I thought that was kind of interesting because fairies Mm -hmm. have been coming up and then I come home and there's the girl sitting there watching a TV show about fairies. But these fairies are kick-ass. 
And the girls love this because they're cool and they're beating up these massive ogres and stuff and the fairies are just as powerful as the witches. So it's it's a mixed bag, isn't it, when it comes to fairies as to what the perception is versus what our personal experiences are. Yeah. And for me, uh, an example, I have actually been taking people out on the land quite a lot recently. So uh just so happened I was up in the Hill of Tara there yesterday and uh, I've been up there twice within the one week, within the space of a week. And I've had different people up there. And the people I had up there with me yesterday, uh, it's been a few years since she's been up there. And it's so interesting because there's uh, this person is a good friend of mine and she has a fabulous photo of four of us sitting below the fairy tree drumming. And this is, in her mind, the iconic photo that this is really (laughs) special to her. So it was really, she was very much looking forward to going back to the fairy tree on Tara. And I was explaining, no, it's not the same. The energies have changed. You know, the tree, one part is dying and, you know, explaining how circle of life things have changed. And she was, you know, again, really looking forward to seeing the tree. And uh, when we came over, she actually realized, no, I don't want to go near it. That's the really energy was so different. Yeah. Guess who was at the fairy tree the day before yesterday? You. Yeah. <laughs> I know. As I said, I was up there the previous week. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? And there yeah. was at least 200 people on Tara on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Well, it's always busy at weekends. And they were yeah. dumping a lot of emotional stuff out there and uh, as usual with these crowd gatherings not cleaning up after themselves yeah that's it even really annoyed me because there's another place that i really like and somebody had bloody well had a fire there and you're not allowed to have fires oh my gosh and uh this is an archaeology this is a protected site it has been a place of pilgrimage for six thousand years so somebody had had a fire in one of the ring forts and it really annoyed me. Uh, so energetically I had to do work that. But again, that's the Fae. Like to me, the Fae will not bring blessings on the people who do things like that. And they never know where their luck will change because of what it is they do. Absolutely. So it was really interesting as well when I was, was coming in. There was several different groups meeting and I hadn't realised that the people I were with had invited a bigger group. Ah, but I was with the leaders of the group and they're walking straight in. And I said, no. And, and they were in the middle of conversation. I just shouted at them. Mm. I shouted at them and I said, no, stop. You connect to the land and we're not going in that way. We're going in this way, which is the way you had showed me. Yeah. And they're like, oh, 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 yeah. OK, OK. And I just thought there's this there's, they're not coming to connect to the land. They're coming no. to show. No. And um, so I had to get my head around that. So I, I was connecting into the land and. I brought them through the sacred entrance and Mm. halfway through there, something shifted and they connected into the land then. Yeah. But the other people that came in, not, you know, not interested. Yeah. So. But again, look, it's. The Fae get really annoyed with people. And when I say the Fae, I'm talking about the fairies, let's say, on Tara, because 
People disrespect them. They have no idea what they're doing. They're polluting their space. So it's very hard for Faye to accept us because too many humans have trashed their place. Yeah. So it takes a long time to build a relationship in my in my universe with the fairies and the fays. Um, early Sunday morning, I was out in a favourite place of mine, which is a former fairy glen. And uh, I was bringing these friends back. And again, it's a year since we've been there. But I was reminded of, I used to visit that place for many years. And I had to prove that I wasn't there to damage it or to take from it. That for quite a period of time, I actually collected the rubbish there. I used to bring rubbish bags with me and collect the rubbish around there. Over a period of time to show, look, you know, I'm here to stay. I respect the place just as much as you do. And I honour you and I would drum to honour them. And as a result of that, I'm privileged to know that I can call that place the recharge station for me. So I can go up there and I can feel refreshed leaving it. But that's because I have served my time and I have showed them that I am not uh, there to abuse. But it was a trust that had to be built up. But you're you're consistent with that. It's not even that you've served your time, you've proven mm. yourself and you continue to drive around the country with yeah. plastic bags and gloves in the back of your car. And yeah, and the secretaries to cut the crap off the trees. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't just stop. You haven't no. stopped doing that. No. And that's really important because if you stop doing that to get the relationship and then you're asking them, give me money, give me prosperity, give me this, give me that, then they're going to get pecked off with you again. Yeah. And you see, a lot of people don't actually realize where a lot of these so-called fairy trees are, where the whole connection of tying stuff to the fairy trees comes from. And a lot of it goes back to the ancient wells where there was, um, when I'm talking about ancient wells, I'm talking over 2000 years ago right, where water was prized and it was a place where, you know, life came from. So as a result, there were these fairy trees that were sacred hawthorn trees that were singular trees on their own, and they would tend to be round wells. So the tradition was that you took a cloth or even threads of something and dipped the cloth in the water, in this well mm. water, you wrapped it, let's, I'm just saying, let's say you've a cut on your thumb and you wrap the cloth around the cut, okay? Or maybe you have a water or something wrong with the thumb. And then you take that bit of cloth and you tie it to the fairy tree and you ask the fairies that as that cloth disintegrates, that the ailment disintegrates. So that's the origin of where all of this came from. So people are coming to these and on a lot of occasions, they're not even sacred trees. They're just trees by wells or trees that people think are fairy trees. And they're tying whatever they have in their handbags or pockets to these trees, which can be plastic. I have posted pictures online of some of the crap that I found found in the trees. So here's an example. 
uh, during the pandemic, people went and tied masks to trees. So what message are you saying there? You you want this plastic mask, which won't disintegrate, to hold, you know, the energy. Anything you tie will hold the energy. So people have been stupid enough to hammer coins into trees. Yeah, I actually noticed quite a few of those in Tara on the fairy tree. That poisons the metal from the coins, poisons the trees. The other thing is they think there was an ancient way of offering milk. And they think, oh, that's great, we'll offer milk. But no, the milk actually is poisonous to the trees because the bacteria that's in it. Yeah. It actually poisons them. So somewhere in the psyche, people have an idea of what they're supposed to do, but the reality of it is wrong. And I've come across it on a couple of sacred sites. And you've seen, you've seen how angry I've got in these places where I've picked it up from the Fae. One particular place we went to and um a previous tour guide had given people a bag of, I suspect, like wipes, but they weren't water wipes. They were chemical wipes. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. And all these wipes were tied to the trees. And these wipes were non-degradable. And I spent most of the time clearing the crap from the trees. And I do that regularly. So therefore, the Fae know that if I show up, I'm there to help. So the energies I pick up from them are quite different. Now, they can take you on a little trip because there's many times I've been to places and they totally disorientate me. It was funny, actually, you say that and mention a tour guide because I went to Ishnok And as you know, th- during the pandemic, there's been a lot of changes there and lots of different people mm. coming through. So I was wondering who my tour guide was going to be. Or what's he going to be like? Mm. So I met him. And the first thing I said to him was, oh, you must have a connection with the fairies because you're wearing your top inside out. Yeah. And that threw him for a minute. And then he realized he was wearing his top Mm -hmm. inside out. And from that moment on, we had a totally different tour. He was delighted that I had said that. And he was really able to bring in the mythic and Mm. the magical. And uh, he understood that the whole concept of putting your top on inside out. Inside out. Yeah. Yeah. So you were saying if there's something that's off you, something a little bit wrong, when the fairies leave you alone. Yeah. <laughs> they won't and confuse you. <laughs> there's a saying about that, that you can step on a stray sod out for a walk where you get totally and utterly discombobulated. And it has happened to me where it's like as if I am walking through another dimension and I can't find my way out. And that does happen. Yeah. We've had this discussion before. Do you remember yeah. there's times when there's a, a specific sacred site and I don't, I think on two different occasions, I was on my own, you were on your own and, and it was different occasions and we just couldn't find the entrance. It was like, no, you're not supposed to go in there today and yeah. you drive past the entrance and you just can't find it and say, okay, well, we're not supposed to go today. And that's the fairies as well. Yeah. But that could also be a protection for us if we have the relationship with the fairies to say, no, we don't want you in there because there's something not good there. Or it might be, no, we just want the place to ourselves today. Yeah. Go away. But you see, that's it. That's. That's the difference, right? That's the difference between, for me, walking my path as a shaman, that I read those signs and those symbols and I take note and I don't barge my way in. Mm. That's different, right? That's respectful. Yes. Example being yesterday, I happened to be visiting a fabulous old castle. Now, it was the third castle over two days. But this one, I was, I was um, inside and it's 
been quite a few years since I was in this particular castle. But what was really interesting was, and I was traveling with two other shamans, was we all chose as we entered that site to not enter that site as shamans, but to enter the site as tourists. So what we experience is different. Yes. So I didn't need to experience the battles and the energies and the you name it from what's there. We chose to experience it as tourists. So there, I was not there to do work. Mm. I was there to just look, sit, laugh, chat. Um, and do that. So again, by doing that, I didn't witness any fairies or any type of otherworldly stuff because I wasn't in that frame because that wasn't what I was doing. Yeah, a deliberate choice to not connect in energetically can be yeah. quite freeing as well. Exactly. And like, look, I have fa- I have fairies here in my place, you know, um, every so often I have to cure them out because they do cause mayhem and that's OK. Um, <laughs> you have them in your car as well, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's fine. And I know they're here and I honour them. And then, you know, every so often I say, right, you know, this place ain't big enough for, for, for us all. Come on, give me some space. And out you go and I, I clear it. But they do, they do make their presence felt in so many different ways. And I think, I think it's more for me when we're talking about fairies is the awareness of of respect and too many people come into this world. Well, what can I get? What can I get? Do you know what comes up for me right now is a phrase, right relationship. Not familiar. So it's about being in right relationship with the world, being Mm -hmm. in right relationship with the environment, being in right relationship with the fairies. You are who you say you are. You're authentic and respectful. And you're not just paying lip service to that, but you actually are that. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when you're in right relationship, um, you're in flow. But the fairies also have to be in right relationship with you. Yeah, so that they maybe tend that's to have their own. Yeah, because they have their own agendas. And going back to that tour guide, once we started talking, he actually works for the Office of Public Works and he'd be working on roads and road building. Yeah. And he was telling us about the fairy rings and how the farmers, the local farmers, don't want you going near the fairy rings and all the mythology around that. That's the strong Irish fairy who said, if you destroy my home, I'm going to kill you. You know, and how they've built roads around them and left them there. And he actually said there's a particular road where they're building a bypass. And one of the roundabouts that looks like you don't need a roundabout here. Why is there a roundabout? There's a roundabout there because there's actually a fairy fort on it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they, they wanted to leave it there, so they created a roundabout for yeah, it. Yeah, there's one that's up in County Mayo. There's a, there's actually quite a few of them. Um, there's a lot more than people actually realise because that you respect the fate and you don't move ancient stones, right? Yeah. Because there's a you know there is a belief that um, you'll have no luck as a result. And whatever luck you have will have bad luck if you if you mess with the uh, with the ancient ones. So people will leave ring forts, fairy forts alone. It's only industries who will mess. There is and I can't go into it, but there is a funny enough. um, One of the offices of a government department. Built a site on 
an old ring fort. And this, as a as a result, they've actually had over uh, over the past few years quite a lot of issues and problems because of what they built and where. And they're constantly having problems. Mm-hmm. And that'll follow them because there has to be work done on the land of where this particular building was placed. Yeah, they haven't apologised. They didn't. There's even... no chance of apology. They don't no. even know what they did. No. Well, they they felt they had the right and right to do it, and they felt they did it. It was. It's also the fact that I am a bit of a realist, right? And what I mean by that is, in Ireland, there are so many ancient ruins, and there's so much history everywhere. We can't keep everything, but we do need to record it. And acknowledge it being there before we rebuild and do stuff on top of it, which invariably will happen and continues to happen. We can't leave everything as it is. There are some magnificent sites that should be left and not touched. And I fully agree with that. However, in some of the cities, there are sites which, you know, it's changing of a population. Things have changed, but the the ancestors need to be acknowledged and remembered and their lives meant something rather than just be concreted over. Absolutely. And that's where I think at times the Fae comes into play, where they'll mess with the businesses who, you know, disrespect them and uh, they end up with a lot of problems that they don't realise that they have or they don't realise how, how they can clear it. So that comes back full circle to what I believe the Fae is. The Fae is not somebody who goes around sprinkling, you know, uh, tinsel fairy or dust. Fairy, fairy <laughs> what dust. What the hell is fairy or, dust? <laughs> um, sparkles. Uh, you know, hello, I have a shamanic familiar, which is rain. Uh, you, you know, which is sparkles. A uh, unicorn that I bring around with me. But like, um, there's that's quite different to somebody going around. Uh, you know, with the glitter. That's it. The glitter and the sparkle dust and all of this thing. Yes, they can bring magic into our lives. And they are great for bringing magic and fun in. However, there are two sides to every equation. So if they bring fun in, they'll bring a bit of mischief. Do you think that that's for the Irish fairies or do you think that goes for fairies across the world? Because I'm still going back to that question that I had. Where did the idea of Tinkerbell come from? These lighthearted, pretty, funny But when you think about Tinkerbell, really, Regina, I mean, she was going to to kill Wendy in the story. And that's pretty tough. She okay. was jealous of I Wendy. I hold my hand up and say, I don't know the, you know, the full story of the... Yeah, but no, she was going to kill Wendy and then she got into trouble for that and then she was going to die herself. Mm. So, I mean, it could be pretty and, and, and fun and lighthearted. When I think of fairies, I hear the laughter of children. But that's that's another frequency as well. Mm. You know, just because they're small doesn't mean they're, you know, they're childlike. They're certainly not. <laughs> no, they're very old souls. Do you have um, experience of fairies in different different countries? Yes. Where you've been? And yeah. Do they feel the same? No, the energies are different. But again, the energies of the lands I visited are different. But there, there is. In fact, I had this conversation with somebody who was quite shocked. He thought that fairies only you know, belonged in Ireland. I'm saying, no, 
they're everywhere, but they go under different names and different cultures. It depends on what the culture is. Mm. And they'd be elementals. Yeah. But again, it depends on what your upbringing is and culture and what you're open to. But they are all over the place. Every every land has them. They just might go under a slightly different name. Do you know what I was saying to you about the gnomes? That I've never come across them here. But I came across them when we were in the UK, you and I, and then I came across them with a client there the other day. And she was in the UK as well. Yeah. Now, in fact, that's what I was going to say is in Ireland, I haven't had any experience of gnomes. Right. But if you are connected to the Norse mythology, there will be the dwarfs from that land, which would tie in with the gnomes in the UK because of the Norse mythology. But it's not something I connect to. Not here. It's interesting, isn't it? So maybe the gnomes are in the UK more than here, if yeah. they're even here at all. Well, I guess all you have to do is, you know, you ask the question and the answers will come and we'll, we'll, we'll keep our eyes open. So if we have any updates, we'll certainly update the listeners. <laughs> but again, you see, that comes back to what I say about culture, you know, and what the what the connection is. Gnomes, to me, are not gnomes. They're dwarfs from uh, Norse mythology. Now, I'm not I'm not up on my mythology from Norse, so I cannot, you know, um, say, but I know they're connected there into one of one of the one of the nine worlds or the realms. And so I apologize for anybody who is into Norse mythology. Um, But yes, they to me, they would be more like those dwarfs rather than gnomes. But again. That's not my culture. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's down to the filter of who we are interpreting the frequencies that we're picking up. Through our own experience. Through our yeah. own experience and, and our repertoire. It, it actually reminds me of um, a psychic medium who was coming to Ireland that you and I both saw. And he was on the stage and he said he spent some time with the phone book learning the Irish names. So if somebody showed up on the stage wanting him to say that, you know, here is so-and-so coming to, you know, is there mm. any family here from that? He knew what the names were because they couldn't give him the name if he didn't have it in his head already. I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. But you see, that's where the sounds for me, it's not sound, uh, the it's feelings that I have to interpret. So there are times I've been given names. I've woken up with stuff and uh, it's actually been other languages and I've had to research it. Yes. It's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. Where I've been given a message and I'm trying to work it out what it is. And um, I remember one of the, one of the funny ones was in Urdu and it took me a while <laughs> to actually. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> for me, you know, it's it's more feelings. So the Fae would be very exuberant and, you know, expressive. So that would work, you know, well with me connecting in and uh, feeling them. But it's also. It's also, again, what our perspective, like you say, is from the past and cultural culturally and what we what we filter it in as. It's interesting that that medium had that challenge. I have that challenge with English as it is, never mind, you know, (laughs) or other languages. But yeah, like there are times I wake up with words and 
I have no idea what they are. They're sounds I've never heard before. And it could take me two or three weeks to actually work out what it is or what language it is or, or, or what the meaning or what the message is. And that's OK. That's fine. But it, yeah, I think they know that. So it's your persistence. That pays yeah, but off sometimes the they just want to mess. <laughs> oh gosh so if we bring in you know the context of the podcast healing for healers and we're talking about fairies and getting support and being in right relationship with with the land what would be useful i'm just thinking out loud for the listeners around fairies and maybe how to connect in with fairies themselves on you know, it's not even that it's a smaller scale. It's like, let's embrace and bring the fairies in. I I know we've done podcasts before about money and how people associate fairies with money. And it might be interesting for healers who still feel they're not charging enough or they're not able to value themselves. If they create relationship with fairies, it might help. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, my head went in a totally different direction. Okay. <laughs> As on. it does. Do you know, the one thing I want to tell people is don't be buying and installing these effing fairy doors. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. No, we need to say that, too. Yeah. Like they're you're opening portals. Yeah. And, you know, if you design these fairy doors for children's bedrooms, where are they opening to? What are they? What's coming in? Fairies what's, don't need doors. They can no. do whatever they want already. Yeah. So, you're, so, yeah, you're giving permission for something else to come through. Yeah. So. I'm very much against those fairy doors, unless you really, really know what you're doing and the purpose behind them and all of that. But a lot of people don't know what they're doing. So this is, oh, this is lovely, pretty. But you're opening portals. Yeah. And unless you know where that door is going and what's on the other side and what are you letting in? It's a valid question. No, it really is. So if you want to connect with fairies, don't do it through fairy doors because you might not get a fairy when the door opens. Yeah, you know, you might get, <laughs> you might be surprised with what you get. And what you get may not be what you want. Sure. So, you know, when you were when you were talking about, you know, what would be helpful, that's the first thing that came into my head was about the fairy doors, that people think they're nice and pretty and lovely, but at times they can actually interfere with children's ability to sleep because you're opening and closing portals and sometimes you're not closing, you're just leaving open. So if you wanted to make a space in your garden to welcome the fairies, don't put a fairy door in. Exactly. Uh, leave them an offering. Okay, an example being one of the things I do when I'm doing a ceremony is a fairy plate, a gift plate. So... I was doing a naming ceremony there a couple of weeks ago and I would always set up a naming, uh, a fairy plate. So because this was being held in um, in a garden, the offerings of what I was doing, the water from the different wells, uh, whiskey and the offerings that I was making, I put in a little dish that was left in the garden for the fae so that they were welcomed and they were honoured. And that's it, to honour and welcome them. You don't have to welcome them into your house via a fairy door. You can just, you know, create a little fairy altar out in your back garden. Now, what is an altar? It could be a little dish, it could be a statue, it could be a crystal. But just say, look, you know, thank you for coming visit. 
What about something like wind chimes or little fairy lights? Do they like that? Yeah, there's again, ask them and find out. Some of them like them, some of them don't. So, you know, some of them don't like the batteries. They get annoyed with the batteries because electricity, you know, they, not the batteries, but charges, you know, they can really mess with stuff like that. So, so again, that's like fairy doors and fairy lights that the fairies, the actual fairies aren't really crazy about those. No, (laughs) no. And again, you see, people think of fairies and twinkling lights, which they can be, you know, you can see them at times like twinkling lights. So I do understand why people then call these lights fairy lights. But sometimes they can annoy the fairies just as much as they can annoy us. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why I tend to be practical, like even yesterday on the land, the gifts I gave were totally, you know, biodegradable. And they, um, I brought whiskey to for the ancestors in the Fae and poured it on the ground. Most of the whiskey I buy ends up on the ground. Mm. But that's part of the honouring. And that's where you don't need a fairy door. You don't need this elaborate ritual. You don't need all these things. You need to be grateful that, you know, to welcome them into your garden to help nourish and bring beauty and you know, they're brilliant in a garden to bring life in and uh, colour and growth and all of that. But it's also to honour them and thank them for what it is they do. Yeah. You have a lovely garden. Do you have anything to honour them in yours? Do you know, I was just thinking that. I said, I don't. I really should. Yeah. But I do spend so much time with my flowers. I even brought one in. Ah, today. yes. I know you can't see it. Oh, listeners. that's beautiful. But my dahlias, I've been yeah. minding them and, and looking after them. And and I see that reflected back in the mm. flowers. But it'd be nice to do a fairy plate. I like that idea. So I'll, yeah. I'm going to do one of those. And particularly of stuff that's like say- vodka. I don't think I have any whiskey in the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, ask them what. Because in fairness, I used to bring honey. I used to bring a whole series of different things. And it boiled down. For me, to the fay, just like the whiskey and they like oats and, you know, because the birds could enjoy them. And, you know, it's a good gift to bring and to honour. Even here, I leave stuff outside for them, you know. And when I say even here, I'm in an apartment three floors up uh, with window boxes. And uh, actually, I'm just looking here i uh, noticed that the i have one window where energetically i'm using reflection blocking energetic blockchain and that uh, window box is dead so i actually need to do some work on that window that's box that's interesting yeah the others are actually alive but that one is totally dead um so yeah <laughs> that so the fay is great to have in your garden uh it's great for bringing new life and new likeness in um personally i don't connect them with money mm. and finances um but you know if you but do again, and- when you when you think about prosperity prosperity in the garden bringing life in bringing flow in yeah abundance they bring abundance, abundance. I think um, in my experience, fairies are fabulous for breaking through blocks, or mm-hmm. even showing you where the blocks are. <laughs> it's like, look there, you fucking idiot. Why can't you see where your block is? There it is right in front of you. Do you know? Oh, uh, no, the, the, the Kalyak 
<laughs> in my book, I will show you quick enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll do another show on her, but... um. Yeah, and, and, and maybe just, just um, because it's the Lion's Gate now coming up. I don't know if you connected oh, the to eight, the Oh, the 8th. Oh, yeah, I forgot about so that. So yeah. this, this show is going out in and around the time of the Lion's Gate. Just to change gears a little bit, if we tune into the energies there, the, the lion, the roar, the power. Is there anything maybe maybe what we could do is is, is finish up with just reminding people to be gentle with themselves at the moment. It's like when we started off and talking about our bodies and how our bodies taken a beating from the energies. Yeah, we actually just prior to coming on, uh, we were just having a quick chat because we actually, the pair of us have been so busy doing so many different things that we actually haven't had a proper chat. And uh, I came on and said, oh, wow, <laughs> right, like physically, my body, ugh. you know, I've been out in the land constantly for the past few days and on and off doing things. July has been exceptionally intense for me. And my body at this stage is, uh, and it's aching and it's sore. And it's reminding me that I need to take care of it. That I take care of other people, but I need to take care of my body. I need to take care of me. Yeah. So when you're listening to this and maybe looking at, you know, remembering what we were saying about entering a site as a tourist, you can go to an event where there's people as a person and not as an empath who has to clean up everybody's mess. Yep. You can connect into your heart and seal yourself off so that you're not feeling all the energies that are being released. What my sense is at the moment of the energies is that the amplification of the light is agitating so many people that there's a huge number of, of people out there dropping emotion that can then trigger you personally and it's not necessarily something for your brain it's you know something to process to work through to allow through your body to release it see it as something that's rising up in you to be released mm. and be with the process of that without rushing in to help other people necessarily because if you take that experience away from somebody then they don't get the learning nope and we all have learnings Every day. What's what's it the old Irish saying? Every day is a school day. <laughs> no matter what age, you always learn something new every day. Even during every the day. summer holidays. Even, Even during the summer. the summer holidays. Every day you learn something. It could be something small, but you still learn it. So, yeah, well, this was fun. Is there anything else about fairies that we haven't said? Um, I'm definitely going to leave a fairy plate out. I have a green man now in the garden, too. Hmm. Very good. I, so I put the, the fairy plate out nearly next to him. That'd be kind of <laughs> nice. Again, whatever way you feel called, like ask them where they want it. Tune in to see where, the, where they want it. Look, I remember it was, uh, okay, this is something really off key, but it will, it'll fit in. I remember through work, somebody was, um, I was actually at a meeting and I was meeting some people. And I was talking to this lady and the fae, the fairies in her garden were really annoyed with the dog because the dog's kennel had been moved. <laughs> right. It had been moved from one side to the other. And she just happened to say we were just talking general, general conversation. And uh, someone brought up something and she was talking about her dog, how unhappy her dog was. 
uh, because she's a, she was aware vaguely, and I mean very vaguely, of some of the energy work I do, but quite vaguely. And she happened to mention it, and I just went, hmm, yeah, well, you do know you moved your dog kennel to the, and that's not working out. How did you know that? I said, I didn't know it. I've just told that. And um, so the fairies told you that? Yeah. It was the fairies and the dog told me that. So she actually moved the kennel back and everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Yeah. So this is where I'm saying is tune in. You know, take your time. messages for you. Yeah. Yeah. Take your time to make a decision of what you want in your space and particularly outdoor space. It's about taking your time and tuning in because a lot of occasions the fairies know the best space for the stuff. We don't. They do. Absolutely. They do. And that makes me think then if there's like a rose bush or some plant that's not doing so good. Yeah. Ask the fairies what it needs. Exactly. And does it need another another location? Yeah. Interesting. Just like the plant I gave you. So why are the weeds doing so well in the garden and the flowers not so good? <laughs> because a weed is a flower by another name. They all are beautiful. They just have different personalities like people. Come on. Some of them, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> well, look, sure, we'll leave it there for today. Mm. And I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, we'll be back in the next yes. episode. And lovely to have a good catch up and to have a discussion about fairies in the meantime. So as usual, get in touch. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you then. If there's anything in this podcast that triggered you, upset you, or stimulated you to want to know more, if you've got questions, or if you have anything at all that you'd like Regina and I to cover on the show, please write to us. The email is healingforhealerspodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time.